Mother Teresa of St. Augustine, Prioress, Mother Louis, Sub-Prioress, Mother Henrietta of Jesus, Former Prioress, Sister Mary of Jesus Crucified, Sister Charlotte of the Resurrection, Former Sub-Prioress and Sacristan, Sister Euphrasia of the Immaculate Conception, Sister Teresa of the Sacred Heart of Mary, Sister Julie Louise of Jesus, a widow. Sister Teresa of St. Ignatius. Sister Mary Henrietta of Providence. Sister Constance of St. Denis, a novice. Sister Martha, a lay sister. Sister Mary of the Holy Spirit, a lay sister. Sister Francis Xavier, a lay sister. Catherine Saran, an extern and housekeeper, Therese Saran, an extern and housekeeper. Folks, these are the martyrs of Compagnie, 226 years ago on Friday, they were martyred. These cloistered Carmelite sisters, or 14 sisters and two externs, were beheaded at the guillotine and then buried in a mass grave on July 17, 1794, during the French Revolution. St. John Vianney, whose stained glass window will be up here on the front, he was just eight years old at the time in France. The United States of America was established just 18 years and 13 days before the day of their martyrdom. During the French Revolution in France, Churches were destroyed, statues were tumbled down. In the New France, as they called it, seminaries were not allowed, monasteries were not allowed, they were closed, and priests and religious killed for their love of God and the church. The New France did not like order, and the church stood for order, so the church was put aside and persecuted. Many called it the reign of terror the reign of terror. Condemned as a group of traitors, these 16 women were brought to the guillotine. As they stood before their death, these women renewed their vows, and they began to sing Veni Creator Spiritus. Veni Creator Spiritus, Mentes Tuorum Visita, Imple Superna Gratia, translated, Come, Creator Spirit, visit us and make our minds yours. Fill us with heavenly grace. They sang other songs too. And as each sister lay her head on the scaffolding and the blade fell upon her neck, one by one and little by little the singing slowly disappeared. Each sister sang as she died, and after the last sister's head was cut off, there was silence. Writers of the story say that this was not common for there to be silence. Rather, there would be a drum roll, and there would be great cheering from the crowds who were watching. But this time was different, they said. Something different was in the air. There wasn't any cheering and there wasn't any drum rolling. 
This time the mood was very different. The crowd dispersed in silence. And then, ten days later, the reign of terror slowly began to subdue. Folks, these sisters came to their death in this manner because of one thing in their life. They would spend hours before the Blessed Sacrament as a cloistered Carmelite community. They would spend hours before our good God, our, our good Jesus, and they would open their hearts to him again and again, Sunday after Sunday, day after day. They would open their hearts to Jesus, and they began to know him. They saw that their king, their Lord, experienced a much more cruel death. And they fell in love with him. And they didn't know it. But when the day came when their heads were cut off, they were able to die singing the Lord's praises. I sometimes wonder if we could do that. If we were in times like the French Revolution, I wonder, would we be able to go to our death singing the Lord's songs, singing the Lord's praises? I don't know. It's a question for every one of us to ask ourselves. Would we be traitors not of our country, but of our God? Would we say no to our God when we were persecuted? Or would we be able to come to our death renewing the vows of our baptism and then singing? I think that's beautiful. I think that's beautiful to be able to die knowing that the one you're going to see on the other side, what you're going to receive on the other side is so much more than what, we, than what we'll ever see in this country, on this world. But it was their time before Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament that made them capable of that. Last Sunday, you heard me talk about the three types of a soul. There's the dead soul, the soul that doesn't care about God, the soul that lives his or her life apart from God. I also spoke about the soul that is, that is dormant, like the seed that, like, like all seeds, until it's given fertile ground to grow in, it's just they're dormant. And then I spoke about the soul that's alive, the soul that just, there's this deep desire within the soul to grow in holiness, this desire to go to heaven. Yet, one may fall, yet there may be things that happen in that person's life, but there's this desire constantly throughout their life that draws them towards heaven. This week we hear another parable by Jesus, actually multiple parables. It's the parable that Jesus mentions about the mustard seed, how this mustard seed, though it's so tiny and so small, is placed into the right environment and then grows up to be a a large bush that the birds of the air are able to come and sit upon. He 
also talked about the yeast that leavens the whole three measures of flour. But I want to speak specifically about the main part of our gospel reading, and it's the weeds and the wheat. Jesus says that the one plants, he plants wheat, and then during the night an enemy comes and plants weeds. Any of us who have had done any gardening, you'll notice that sometimes as the plant is small, as the plant comes up and the weeds next to it, you can't always tell the difference, particularly if, if it's um, you know in the grass family. This type of weed looked very much like the wheat. And when uh, the, the hired hands came and said to the owner, do you want us to pull up the weeds? He said, no, because you might uproot the wheat as well. He says, wait till harvest time. Then we will separate the weeds from the wheat. And when Jesus explains the parable, he explains it to the people of the world. He says, behold, the days are coming when I will raise up Excuse me, I'm on the wrong reading. He says, Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of age as the harvesters go forth. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all who cause others to sin and all evildoers. They will throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Are we a dead soul? Or are we a soul that's alive? Are we a wheat or a weed? The weeds go with the culture. The wheat go off to eternal life. Folks, at this Mass, let's pray for the grace that if the Lord should ever call us to be martyrs, which I think is really becoming more and more possible, but if the Lord should call us to be martyrs, to die for our faith, wouldn't it be awesome if we could do it singing? Wouldn't that be awesome? But it begins today. It begins today. And if you have a bad voice and you can't sing, don't worry about it. <laughs> but let's pray for the grace that, that when the Lord calls us whether it's being a martyr or otherwise that in eternal life we may be the wheat not the weed that is in the eternal fire let's pray for these graces today